Hello, and welcome to All This Noise. I'm your host, Christian Williams, and sitting next to me is your other host, Brendan Morrison. It's been a long time, eight months, maybe even a year, (laughs) since we recorded last, (laughs) but we haven't forgotten you, and we're here today to talk about the decade. We're going to wrap up the decade and start a new decade by talking about the last decade. What a decade. What a decade. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Once upon a time, this decade began in 2010, and that is where we'll begin. We decided to do 2010 to 2019 because it was 10 years. The 10s, if you will. Mm, What a decade. What a decade. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to do a little brief discussion of our favorite albums from every year of the decade. And then at the very end, we'll talk about the single we thought defined the decade. And then we'll call it quits. Until next time. Until next decade. Until next decade. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Brennan, you want to start with your favorite albums of 2010? Yes, we should clarify. Are we doing all like notable albums and then our favorite album? Mm -hmm. Okay. I think that's fair. My list is is somewhat limited. I, I believe Christian will elaborate more on kind of notable albums of the decade. I went to Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) Great source of information. (laughs) And so the two albums that I have written down for 2010 Mm -hmm. are Contra. Can I guess the next one? Yes. Uh, Is it Brothers? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually, I think it was this weekend Contra celebrated its 10th anniversary. Yeah. Birthday. 10 years old. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, the way I made my decisions on the albums of that particular year is I went with ones which I thought I either listened to the most Mm -hmm. or had the most impact on my music listening life at that time. And I actually... You did it like at the time. At the time. Okay. I didn't do that. I did like... So as we go down later, there will be albums that I didn't start listening to till maybe like 2019, but came out in like 2014, for example. But I've listened okay. to those albums so much that just by and large, they've blown out a bunch of other albums. Okay. So that'll be good, though, because then we have two different kind of takes on the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, mean, obviously, it's all subjective anyways, but I feel like we will have a lot of similarities. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I actually, you know, I love Brothers as an album. Black mm-hmm. Keys, they're my men. They're my, they're my boys, yeah. my daddies. Okay. And, <laughs> but I didn't really discover Black Keys until their El Camino album. Mm. And so Contra is, I think, the one which most shaped my music listening mm-hmm. in 2010. Okay. Because, you know, I was very early into, like, my music listening right. uh, career as a young boy, at least, you know, searching out things and, and trying to find my own stuff. And so you in, in 2010, I was really only listening to like whatever yeah. popular stuff was going on. So I did the math. 2010 would have been my freshman year of high school. Okay. And I have no idea when I started listening to, <laughs> to any of these. Yeah. Because I, I, I was thinking back like, okay, so one of the albums I have written down is um, The Suburbs by Arcade Fire. Yeah. Which either won a Grammy or was nominated for a Grammy for like best rock album of that year. But I didn't listen to that album until I was in college. Mm-hmm. And I was like trying to do the math on some of these. Like, I don't know. But some albums uh, that I know that I listened to when they came out, uh, Young the Giant mm-hmm. by Young the Giant. Yeah. That first album was almost inescapable. Singles like My Body, Strings, Cough Syrup, More? <laughs> <laughs> 
there was a, there, I mean, that album was nearly inescapable. Same with uh, Two Door Cinema Club mm-hmm. came out that year as well. Their first album uh, with songs like Undercover Martin. What was the big hit? We can make it work. Let's make this happen. The whole album was full of just like catchy hits after hits. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't remember any of the singles off the top of my head except for Undercover Martin for some reason. Yeah. We Can Make This Work, I think, is one of them. That's the one that I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah. But there was even more from that album. Oh, yeah. There, that whole thing. I'd... Yeah. And then uh, the album I picked for my album of the year in 2010 is Aim and Ignite by Fun. Okay. Which is kind of an out-of-left-field pick, but I think there was probably a solid two or three years where I would listen to that album once a month. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, my senior year of high school, I was listening to that thing, like, weekly. Yeah. So. Should we also each... Here's a here's a little curveball. Okay, curveball. And that works well. Mm-hmm. And uh, should we each pick our one song from our favorite album of each year? Yeah, that I will, think that would work. That will add up to twenty songs for twenty twenty. Twenty 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 song twenty twenty baby. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we can do that. Okay, cool. So I think for Contra, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you know not one of the hits, one of the lesser known. I'm gonna go with Giving Up the Gun. Because I just watched that music video this morning, <laughs> and I thought it was very interesting. You know, I was just thinking about this. With our songs of the decade, it's going to end up to 22 songs. But I guess that works because 2022. <laughs> Man, look at us. <laughs> okay. can't believe we planned all of this. <laughs> I think that the second, I think that that Vampire Weekend album is full of sleeper hits. Oh, yeah. I mean, Horchata. Horchata is a beautiful song. Um, Holiday was in a commercial. Yeah. Uh, I think like a Volkswagen commercial. I think Holiday and Cousins are like the two main ones off of that. Yes, 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 yes. And my favorite song is Diplomat's Son, mm-hmm. which is a song about a guy who gets girls really high at parties and then sleeps with them and then never calls them again. Man, <laughs> what a trashy diplomat. Anyways, oh, okay, so for me, off of Aim and Ignite, I think I would pick Light a Roman Candle with me. Great, let's give that a lesson. Just a only candle, just a perfect apple. If we were honest and both wrote a sonnet together, a sandwich with everything on it, at least we would know that the sparks didn't glow. But we owe it to ourselves to try, so we aim at ignite. So I feel I call and I plead with you, give me a chance. There's some actually. So here's the thing about Fun. They didn't really like come into their own until a couple years later when they released the album Some Nights, mm-hmm. which was at the time also like you. I I mean I heard We Are Young like ten billion times, you know. But this album is kind of got a more of like a almost like marching band feel to it. There's lots of woodwinds, lots of like more piano, less guitar, and then. After the next album in 2012, the band broke up into the lead singer wanted to be famous on his own pretty much. Mm-hmm. So he released a solo album that was 
ass. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute garbage. And then the guitarist Jack Antonoff started a band called Bleachers. Mm -hmm. Jack Antonoff is notable because he is also a producer and he's produced for people like Lana Del Rey, Lord. He produced all of Lord's second album. Mm -hmm. Uh, he produced the mastermind behind Brockhampton. He produced on his solo album, Kevin Abstract. I forget what that album's called. But that, that came out last year. Arizona Baby. Mm -hmm. So he's been a, an incredibly prolific producer now. Anyways, that's enough about that. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. 2011. 2011. I'm hoping you have a lot more to fill in because I only have one album down on 2011. What do you have? El Camino. El Camino. Wow. An immediate follow-up. Yeah, I've got <laughs> quite a few albums we can talk about here. Are you familiar with the band Group Love? Mm-hmm. They released their first album, Never Trust a Happy Song, with hits such as Take Me to Your Best Friend. <laughs> <laughs> forget what that song's called. <laughs> Tongue-tied. Uh, yeah, Tongue-tied. Of course, of course, of course. Um, the Head and the Heart released their first album. Mm. Uh, and where have they gone from there? Downhill. <laughs> Remarkably fast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Foster the People's first album came out that year. Oh, yeah. Torches. Um, of Monsters and Men. Wow. Uh, yeah, you really missed out this year. See um, what happens when I just read Rolling Stone. Yeah. And Inner Speaker came out in 2011, too. Goodness me. Yeah. What was I thinking? But my album of the year from 2011 is Helplessness Blues by the Fleet Foxes. Nice. You missed a whole lot, buddy. <laughs> Dude, I was yeah, sleeping on a lot. I should have gone to Wikipedia. <laughs> I also, well, first I went through Discogs and just looked at my collection and I was like, oh, man. And then I compared my collection from Discogs with the Wikipedia just to fill in any gaps. Nice. As we go on later, when I start listening to hip hop and I don't have any hip hop albums on vinyl, <laughs> <laughs> you, it, I think it'll become apparent. Yeah. So top track from Helplessness Blues. Help, help, Probably the title Fleet track. Fleet Foxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Helplessness Blues. Probably the title track. Title track. Okay, here we go. I'll get back to you someday soon. You will see. If I know only one thing, it's that everything that I see of the world outside is so inconceivable. Often I barely. I think the Fleet Foxes' first album was kind of like a hallmark for that indie sound, you know? Mm -hmm. But this album, I feel like, is where the like lyrics really come into their own, you know? Mm -hmm. It's more poetry than their first album. Yeah. Like, I don't care about Michael and falling in the snow, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Michael. <laughs> yeah. But this one, he's like, I, I don't want to be a snowflake. I want to be a functioning cog. And you're like, I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Robin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think... Off of El Camino, I'm going to go with Little Black Submarines because I've seen that song played live twice and both times. It's just amazing because it starts off nice, slow and, mm -hmm. you know, gradual. And then it mm -hmm. just goes into some real rock out stuff at the end. And both times I've seen that live, it's just been my favorite track. That a broken heart is blind. That a broken
is an interesting they could do like a frank ocean type thing mm-hmm. <laughs> where they build up like an acoustic album to that first part yeah and then that switch and then the whole rest of the album is uh yeah <laughs> i mean anyways classic frank ocean beat switch yeah yeah except for it's the black keys and the whole rest of the album is just a rock blues album yeah <laughs> I think, speaking of Frank Ocean, though, I think that's a beautiful transition into 2012. 2012? When did Nostalgia Ultra come out? I'm not sure. Hmm. Before 2012. Before 2012? Yeah. Um, Was it the year before or was it two years before? So, Nostalgia Ultra came out in 2011. Okay. February 16th. Interesting. Yeah. One year later, he's pumping out Channel Orange. One of the best albums of the decade. Oh, yeah. Some other things I wrote down Mm -hmm. from that year were... Lonerism. Of course. An Awesome Wave by Alt-J. Yep. Boys and Girls by Alabama Shakes. Absolutely, yeah. Gossamer by Passion Pit. And Mac DeMarco released two that year. Mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar came out with Good Kid Mad City. And Mufford and Sons had uh, Bowel. Yeah. But I think my top one, which I listened to probably the most, was An Awesome Wave. I Me too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was incredibly unique. Yeah, it's still speaking of bands that released one good album. (laughs) (laughs) That's been all Jay for me. Yeah, I'm still really pissed off about their last album. Yeah, I I think I may uh, ruffle some feathers later in the decade with that. But uh, yeah, at the time, an awesome wave was just like nothing we'd heard before and now it's everything we hear you think so i mean for a period of time everyone was trying to copy alt j yeah like like glass animals their first album had very alt j vibes to me and yeah now they make trap pop but yeah i think i don't know what do you what do you think should we just play one off of off of this album well what, what song would you pick let's see i don't know because there's a lot of like a lot of sleepers there's a lot of sleepers what, what if we pick one of the songs from our, our runner-up albums to play? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I had three runners-up, but my, my runner-up runner-up would probably be two. Okay. You go with two, and I just feel like Frank has his spotlight. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows Frank. And Boys and Girls... Doesn't. There's a, I have a really fun favorite track off of that album. Okay. It's a fun album. I think we are criminally underselling Tame Paula here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I guess just in the grand scheme of things, there were a lot of good albums this year. It was a good year for music. Yeah, and I, and I just like other Tame Impala albums more. Yeah, I get that. that. I think 2015 we're gonna have a, <laughs> we're gonna have <laughs> a, a doozy. So, what song would you pick off Alt J? Alt J. We're gonna play a little, little, little track from Alt J. Breeze Blocks. I think we should pick a sleeper. Okay, I like Dissolve Me and MS a lot. Let's do MS. Okay. This is MS by Alt-J, a sleeper track. The nights of all my youth pressed into one glass of water. Since we both decided that Alt J was a unique winner for Bowler, or, or, or we both decided that Alt J was our album of the year, so we're going to spend a few minutes talking about our runner-ups for the year. For me, I decided Mac DeMarco's Two was my second favorite album of that year. I started listening to Mac DeMarco probably 2016, maybe even 2017, when his album My Old Man, My Old Dog came out. This old dog. 
Mac is very unique, and every band that I have heard since I started listening to Mac DeMarco has tried to rip him off in some way, shape, or form. Every fledgling indie band that I have heard since I started listening to Mac. And semi-successful rappers. And, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I very briefly forgot Logic existed. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Matt, he, he, Did I ruin the mood? No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Mac just has such a unique sound to him. And I feel like it was a catchy sound as well that eventually was so unique and so catchy that everyone thought that they could do it better. Even Max moved on from that sound, but mm-hmm. you still hear people trying to chase after that. The sound of two, the sound of solid days. My favorite songs from two are probably My Kind of Woman. Mm-hmm. Is Freaking Out in the Neighborhood on that one? Yeah. Freaking Out in the Neighborhood. And of course, of course, of course, Ode to Viceroy. An yeah. absolute classic. Yeah, that's uh, that one's got a lot of good tracks. Cooking up something good. Yeah, that. Yep. Stars keep on calling my name. Mm-hmm. Still together. Beautiful. Baby, the stars keep on calling my name. <laughs> yeah. That's what every single Mac riff in the entire world sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no. And that man, when you see him live, it's just a completely de- different experience as well. Transcendent. Yeah. You know, you're not necessarily there for the music, you're just there for the experience. I wholeheartedly agree. When he played Mike or er, Chamber of Reflection, I have never seen a crowd go as wild. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Are you ready to move on? Or you want to talk about your album? Your runner up? No, we should move on. Okay. I uh, realized that the track I was thinking about mm-hmm. is on Sound and Color. Sound and Color. <laughs> so, Alabama Shakes, great band. But... <laughs> I think they're on hiatus. But uh, yeah, not 2012. I mean, Boys and Girls was great. But Sound and Color was better. Sound and Color was better. All right, 2013. Classic. Brennan was graduating high school. Mm-hmm. Didn't know what to do with his hair yet. Mm-hmm. Still making a lot of mistakes in life, but, <laughs> you know, we look back on them fondly. Right, right. What would you say uh, your album of the year would be, 2013? 2013? I'm going to go with Random Access Memories as my album of the year. A big choice. But... Also, I will say that 2013, in my opinion, was the best year of the decade for music. You think so? Because here's my here's my top hitters. Okay. We got Yeezus, Kanye West, mm-hmm. groundbreaking. Oh, yep. Okay. And then we got, obviously, Daft Punk coming out of retirement for random access memories. I wish they'd come back out of retirement. Yes, they should. Except they... They won't. Probably getting quite old <laughs> at this point. Uh, we got Vampire Weekend with Modern Modern Vampires of the City. Grammy nominated. Grammy nominated. We got Chance the Rapper, Acid Rap, which, yep. you know, was one of his albums that kind of catapulted him into fame. That um, was the album that catapulted him into fame. And then Coloring Books cemented him. And yeah. then The Big Day. Ten Day was before. Right. The Big Day was after his the one he released. Oh, yeah. And then that year. shot him down. <laughs> <laughs> made him realize that everything he didn't do wasn't just wonderful because he was doing it. <laughs> it. Made him realize that sometimes people did not like him. <laughs> it's okay, buddy. And then uh, we got Bankrupt, Phoenix, yep. AM by Arctic Monkeys, 2020 Experience by uh, Justin Timberlake. Oh my God. <laughs> Doris by Earl Sweatshirt, The Bones of What You Believe by... Churches. Churches. Pure Heroin, Lord. I have that on my, that's, that's one of my runner-up albums. <laughs> and uh, Paul McCartney came out with an album that year. Interesting. Called New. 
and Reflector by, by Arcade Fire. I've never listened to that album. I know other people did. I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually. <laughs> but I just know that other people thought it was a good album that year. Yeah. You know what else came out that year? Run the Jewels. One. Ugh. King Gizzard and the Wizard Lizard. Float along, fill your lungs. <laughs> Boom. Home of the 15 minute long opening track, Head on Pill. Oh, a classic. <laughs> and also my album of the year. <laughs> nice. Well, don't we have to play some of Head on Pill? Head on. <laughs> yes, I think we have to. Okay. What's your album of the year? So, off Random Access Memories. Oh, of course, of course, of course. I think I'm going to choose one of what I think is a... It's kind of a musical journey, mm-hmm. you know? And it's definitely not one of the hits. I know. It's a touch? Yes. <laughs> but if you put some headphones on, man, and listen to touch... Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a great... I think... Uh, yeah, so let's play a little bit of touch. So the singer from that song was in an episode of the Powerpuff Girls. Paul Williams? Yes. <laughs> I don't know why I know that, but I do. Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, Random Access Memories was really like, it kind of started off that whole like bright guitar, like, you know, happy little riffs. Throwback. Yeah. yeah, it, it, yeah. That, I think that album was really what kind of kicked off that throwback retro vibe. And well, I mean, Get Lucky. Uh, that album is the album that introduced me to the personality of Julian Casablancas. Yeah. Who is, frankly, the coolest person I have ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. And I do not know why. Yeah. Because I've seen him. <laughs> yeah. But I look at that man and I think, this man is very cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we move on? I'm double checking this Powerpuff Girls thing. Hold on. Oh, good. We don't, we don't, uh, gotta be fact checked. Oh, I'm not sure. It might have been um, Dexter's Lab. Ah. It was Dexter's Laboratory. Okay. Okay. I mean, they're basically the same. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? 2014, the year I graduated high school. What a year. What a year. Any reflections on that time in your life? Yeah. I think that transitions are often hard for a lot of people. And that transition from high school to college is definitely an interesting one. And one that I'm frank- frankly handling a lot better than the transition from college into real life. <laughs> <laughs> You and me both, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Some notable albums from 2014 for me. Um, VOCs. I didn't talk about them last year, but they had a very good album called Floating Coffin. The album cover is Strawberries Mixed with Dogs. It's Mm. a very unique album cover, and if you've ever seen it, you won't forget it. Nice. This year, they released an EP called Carrion Crawler slash The Dream. Um, A little indie rock band called Wild Party released a fun little 
pop rock album called Phantom Pop. Mac DeMarco released his acclaimed follow-up to Two with Salad Days. Salad Days. Salad Days. Alt-J released their follow-up to An Awesome Wave with This Is All Yours. Yes, sir. Run the Jewels 2, baby! <laughs> <laughs> and Hozier, which I heard this morning when I was getting coffee. So they were playing Hozier. Nice. His first album. Self-titled. Hozier. Nice. And lastly, but not leastly, or no, 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 I've got a couple more. Porter Robinson released his EDM classic, Worlds. I know people who go to EDM concerts today that are still trying to catch the high of seeing Worlds, which we saw, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't realize what, like, I guess Porter doesn't tour that album anymore. So we were, like, incredibly lucky to see it. Really? Yeah. Wow. I was being such a little dick. You were. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, my album of the year, 2014, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, <laughs> round two. I'm in your mind fuzz. Nice. Also, adding to that, I know you hate this album, but mm -hmm. Turn Blue came out that year. I don't hate it. I just think it's boring. Yeah, which is why it didn't make my album of the year. You know, it did make my album of the year. Can I guess? Yeah. Is it Solid Base? No. Oh. This is all yours. Oh, really? I listened to that album on repeat, like nonstop that year when it came out. The only issue I have with that album... Is that it's not as good as the one before it. No, it's that it's an album of slow burners. Yeah. I, I So it hits off that album, Hunger of the Pine. Uh-huh. Shoot. What was the one that was in Spider-Man? Left Hand Free. Left Hand Free. Hunger of the Pine. Those two songs, I think, are on my top 100 songs of all time playlist yeah they're amazing songs they're just, it's just an album full of slow burners yeah no and i i think yeah it is definitely a much chiller album and yeah i don't know i, I think i was just in a mood that year where i was just mm -hmm. very down with something chill i agree definitely yeah. not my mood all the time but at that time you know anyways you know what else came out that year what taylor swift's 1989 <laughs> <laughs> that's surprised Which... that didn't make your album of the year <laughs> I will go on record saying this. 1989 will forever be Taylor Swift's magnum opus. 1989 positively smacks. <laughs> we got Blank Space, Shake It Off, oh. Welcome to New York. So many hitters. So many slam dunks. <laughs> I just, that was the home run joke. Anyway, it's sports. <laughs> uh, I think just traveling back in time a little bit to uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, I'm in your mind fuzz. Yeah, tell us, you gotta give us a track off of that. Of course. Um, the track that I would say, the number one track, Cellophane. A fun little psych rock odyssey. The first four tracks on this album flow seamlessly into each other, which mm. was a little bit of a hint for their 2016 album, Nonagon Infinity, where all nine tracks flow into each other, including the final track leading into the first track, one of my favorite songs of all time, Robot Stop. <laughs> Anyways, Cellophane, super fun, super light, very accessible. For Sweet. The, Someone who isn't heavy into psych music. Let's give that a listen. In terms of my track that I'll play from This Is All Yours by Alt-J, mm -hmm. I think I'm going to go with Warm Foothills. 
for I don't know why. That song is so good. Oh my god, I forgot about that song. That right? song is amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I uh it's been a while since I've truly sat down and enjoyed that album. But that song, right in the middle of the album there. Beautiful. Blue dragonflies dot So, okay, so I the other day listened to Relaxer Mm -hmm. again because I was like, why didn't I like this album? I remember. It's hit me like that snare. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that song with all my heart. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. But they have a song called Last Year. It's, I think, the seventh song on the album. The first half is nearly torture to listen to. But around, it's like a six minute long track. And the first half is just him going, January, you came and took my heart. It's just like, dude, grow up. <laughs> Stop being like, just, but anyways, I digress from yeah. complaining about all J for another tense minutes. Um, <laughs> the second half of that song reminds me very much of Warm Foothills. Hmm. And if they would have just skipped that first half and just let this guest singer sing the second half of that song, it would have smackaroonie. Smackaroonie. All right, 2015, you ready? Yeah, here Let's we go. Let's say it on three. Three, two, one. Currents. Currents. <laughs> <laughs> How'd I know? What's your song? What's your favorite song of Currents? Uh, I think, you know, if you got to go with like not hits, mm-hmm. the ending track. Oh, yeah. Rihanna covered that song. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. So. I For think... me, it would be the opening track. Mm. You know that part around... It's like seven minutes long, right? Yeah. Probably around like six minutes in where mm. that guitar kicks in after like the long loops. Oof. Yeah. Mm. Pristine. That's a great one to play Pristine. on your record player because you always are like, wait, is my record player skipping or, <laughs> or is it just the song? <laughs> when I first played it, I was like in my bedroom and I was like, oh my God, this is a brand new record. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, and I, sometimes when I listen to that track, I still think, is this skipping really? Yeah. No, when I no. played it, I played a CD of it in the car one time with my yeah. dad, and he's like, "This CD isn't working." <laughs> <laughs> oh, but when the that guitar comes in, it just really shows that Kevin mastered his craft, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Super solid album. Should we mention some other albums and then get into playing a track or two from that? Yeah. Most notable hip hop album of the decade mm-hmm. came out this year. Of er, course. Uh, to Pimp a Butterfly by Mr. Kendrick Lamar. Of course. Easily top album, of at least the hip hop genre of that decade. I agree. Um, we also have I Love You Honey Bear by Mr. Father John Misty. The Epic by Kamasi Washington came out that year. Yeah. Which is just a jazz journey. Wild. Epic is a true solid description of that album. Yeah. And we have Sound and Color by our... Uh, Friends we talked about earlier. Our good friends, Alabama Shakes. Alabama Shakes. Uh, Surf came out that year. That was uh, Donnie Trumpet in the Social Experiment. Mm. Chance the Rapper's little side project gig. Oh, Sunday Candy. Yes, that, yes. that was on there. And then Yours Dreamly by The Arcs came out that year. Mm. Yes. Uh, some other fun ones. Lord Huron, Strange Trails, 2015. Mm. Uh, have you ever heard of Borns? Not since you got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> well, that album came out that year. <laughs> 
And uh, Jamie XX in color. Oh, yeah. With hits such as Gosh. <laughs> and Loud Places. And uh, I Know There's Gonna Be Good Times featuring Pop Can and Young Thug. Mm. My runner-up album for that year would probably be Strange Trails. Yeah, it's a good one. And I think, you know, since I'm doing stuff that was, you know, relevant to me at the time, mm-hmm. you know, granted To Pimp Butterfly is an amazing album. Yeah. But I don't think I really gave it credit and a full like solid appreciation until a couple years later you were playing it for me outright right after it came out you would play for free a lot <laughs> yeah classic track <laughs> um but yeah no i think I, I mean there was definitely singles off of there that i listened to and enjoyed mm-hmm. and just tracks but as an album as a whole i never really gave it much credit until more recently yeah but yeah so what, what are we playing off of currents I'll let you decide. What about eventually? I'm down with that. Here is eventually by Tam Paul. I think eventually was probably my favorite track until a couple years later because mm-hmm. I, I I listened to the whole album all the way through and eventually was the one that caught my ear immediately. Yeah. But like as time has gone on, the title track or not the title track, the opening track has grown on me. The second track, the instrumental Nangs, where he's just getting high on whippets, yeah, <laughs> that that one has also grown on me. Only because we saw them live. Remember how they opened their concert with the weird like green dot and it was like wow, yeah. Wow. Until it just kind of slowly faded into that sick synth line. You know, Tame Impala is performing at the Gorge this year. I'm going to go. You are? Yeah. You have tickets? Not yet. Okay. I, I really think I need to be at that concert as I'm, well. I mean, I'll have, I'm will have. i going to go. I'll buy tickets in a couple weeks. Okay. I think i got to make it happen. No, make it happen, Kevin. Early August? I don't know. I'll be here. I think it's early August. Yeah. I'm sure I'll be here as well. Yeah. I don't know why I wouldn't be. <laughs> let's do it okay (laughs) plans all right 2016 let's do it i got a couple i can guess your 2016 uh i bet you can't (laughs) so it's not whitney no i'm talking about stuff that gosh dang it rolling stone really just doesn't have what i listen to (laughs) because that's all i looked at and i um, thankfully you coming in with the full list here but uh, what I have down mm-hmm. for 2016, Views by Drake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be sick. <laughs> 22 a million, Bon Iver. Okay, can't complain. That That's came out also this, on my list. The Life of Pablo by Kanye West. Turn it up. <laughs> <laughs> and Blonde. Of course. By Mr. Frank Ocean and Coloring Book by uh, Chancellor Hepper. You know what you're missing here? Tell me. Awaken My Love by Childish Gambino. Gosh, dang it. Uh, Whitney, A Light Upon the Lake, we've mentioned that. Yeah, it's classic. Uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, Nonagon Infinity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's more of a, something my speed, I think. <laughs> yeah. Mike Snow's third album came out that year. Oh, yes. Is that the one? Um, I think that's Genghis the best Khan? album. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the best album. It's a great album. And uh, an album that I knew about when it came out, but I didn't listen to till a little bit later, Glass Animals, How to Be a Human Being, hmm. which I put down as my album of the year that year because it's the one that I listen to the most. Nice. 
my album of the year was The Life of Pablo. That's fair. Because I remember this is the first time that Kanye released an album and started his whole, I'm going to release it this date and then wouldn't release it that date. <laughs> <laughs> and that happened for like three weeks. Just built the hype up. Yeah. And so there were nights where I would go to bed and have uh-huh. dreams about him releasing the album. Oh, my God. And would literally like wake up and be like, oh, my God, it's not out yet. And then when it finally did came out, I just, you know, I listened to it a lot. Yeah. And there's some really good songs on The Life of Pablo. Yeah. You know, I just and I, and I you know, it's good album and whatever. But I, I just remember it being more a part of my life at that point because of the whole the release hype, yeah. fiac- fiasco. Yeah. And I just being like. When is it going to come out? And then when it finally did, it was it was good. So I can expect Jesus is King for 2019. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, Me and all the other Christian moms out there. Yeah. My pastor played us this really interesting song in church today. <laughs> <laughs> what's this, what's your favorite song off of Tlop? Tlop. Let me let me Tlop. Let me pull it up. See, the interesting thing is the life of Pablo is so different now than when it first came out. Yeah, that's also weird, isn't it? Because uh, he kept I, he kept fixing fixing it. Yeah, and yeah, so like I'm pretty sure on my iTunes somewhere I have the like original like leaked version that I downloaded oh, of really? it. And but the what you listen to on Spotify now tracks are a lot uh, different. <laughs> Frank's truck. Have you seen that meme? <laughs> it's like the genius lyrics. And it says, it's just like Kanye. Frank, can I have my track back? <laughs> and Frank, no. <laughs> it's really good listening to describe a meme. <laughs> yeah. Also, so weird that Frank Ocean was on a Kanye West album. Yeah. I'm going to go with Waves off of The Life of Papa. Let's give a little listen to Waves. Okay. Sun don't shine in the shade. Bird can't fly in a cage. Even when somebody go away, the feelings don't really go away. That's just the way. Waves don't die. Let me crash you for the moment. I don't need. The thing I'm mad about waves is that apparently Chance the Rapper was supposed to have a verse on that. Yeah. And then got kicked off. Well, he was on. He was on the opening track. Yeah. Well, Chance, like, did a lot on Waves. He, like, helped produce Waves. Yeah, no, like, Waves is totally his baby, but, you know, there's no... There's reportedly a Chance verse out there that was supposed to be on it, and that mm, didn't... That got that cut. Made, that got cut. Wasn't he on Wolves, too? I don't mm-hmm. know. But, yeah, interesting album, for sure. My album of the year is uh, How to Be a Human Being. This is... Uh, I subscribe to the theory that I think there are albums that should be listened to start to finish. Yes. That the last track has such a payoff to the whole album. 2012's Lord Huron's album, first album 2012, had the their opening track. I, why can't I remember tracks today? The opening track on Lonesome Dreams, uh, To the Ends of the Earth. Yeah. Has that guitar riff. Dun, 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 dun. Anyways, you've heard it, you've heard it. If you know it, you know it. But the very last track, In the Wind, halfway through, they, retur- they return to that riff. Mm-hmm. But they do kind of like a little, they improvise on it, make it a little bit different, but it's like such a cyclical moment. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. 2019, Igor, an album that is made to be listened to start to finish. Yeah. I feel the same way about my album of the year this year, How to Be a Human Being. Right. It tells a story of how to be a human being. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
Um, I feel like the payoff for the final track when you listen to the whole album is just, it's good. Yeah. I, I, I love it. That being said, my favorite track from this, season two, episode three, third track on the album. Just a fun little track. It's it's a good album. You know, you can definitely listen to the, some of the hits, but I think that the payoff for the for the last song is really good. Nice. Let's take a listen to that now. Season two, episode three by Glass Animals. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna give my Rolling Stone interpretation, and then you, uh, you'll I fill can in give the my gaps. Wikipedia. Yeah, the albums that I have down for 2017. Mm-hmm. Damn by Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Harry Styles self-titled album. Mm-hmm. And 444 by Jay Z came out that year. 444 um, by Jay Z came out that year. I remember that was a really big deal. Yeah, the whole lemonade. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. Jay-Z, yeah. the biggest idiot in the world, cheating on the most beautiful woman in the world. Three albums came out of that elevator. Yeah. 444, Lemonade, and Solange's album. And need to ride more elevators. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that's the takeaway. <laughs> what else do you got? Uh, those are my three that I have down, and I'm going to say that Damn is my, my, my album of that year. Okay. I'm going to uh, fill in the gaps. Fill in some gaps here. So, Always Antisocialites, a little dream pop album. Mm-hmm. Very good. Fleet Foxes, Return to the Music Scene, six years later with Crack Up. Mm-hmm. Another album that I think you get a lot of gratification from listening to start to finish. Gratification. Gratification. That's not a word. <laughs> <laughs> what am I? What am I? What am I? Satisfaction. And. Maybe. Gratification? Gratification? <laughs> I think I mixed those two words up. It's a good word, gratification. <laughs> oh, well. Hippocampus, a fun little indie pop band, put out their first album, 2017, Landmark. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard put out five albums. <laughs> <laughs> I have only written three of them down. Flying Microtonal Banana, Polygon Dwanaland, and Gumboot Soup. Father John Misty, pure comedy. Yeah. Run the Jewels 3, baby! <laughs> Joe the Creator's Flower Boy. Yeah. Mac DeMarco's This Old Dog, Lord Melodrama, mm. Rockhampton, Saturation 1, 2, and 3 all came out in 2017. Mm. Thank you for filling those in. Does that change your album of the year? I mean, I think oh. uh, Mac DeMarco's album could sway it a little bit mm-hmm. and uh, what you said before that one. Flower Boy? Flower Boy, also a good album. Phoenix also released... Their fifth album, sixth album, Te Amo. Yeah, which was so-so. There were some good, there were some hits on it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I just didn't, I'm not French. You didn't vibe with it. Yeah. That's fair. But yeah, I still think, because when I first put Damn on when it first dropped, Mm -hmm. listening to that first track, I remember I was driving, me and my sister were like driving in Bellingham, it was dark, raining, and we're just listening to the album. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that first track was just like, whew. I remember when that, um, I listened to that album like as soon as it came out too. Yeah. Didn't Drake put out uh, More Life that year? Yeah. I remember because people would always compare More Life and Damn. Yeah. Like they're even comparable. Well, wasn't 
the lead up to damn like the hard Ke- part for and Kendrick released this quote unquote threat. Um, Y'all got until April the 7th to get your shit together. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I then- was really hyped. <laughs> I was like super hyped for a Drake Kanye or Drake Kendrick beef. Well, it was supposed to be Big Sean. Yeah. Um, apparently. Apparently. But then nothing happened. Probably good. Well, well, I, the album was originally supposed to come out on April 7th and then he postponed it by one week. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't know. He just, didn't do it <laughs> so anyway uh, i read uh, today that allegedly kendrick finished uh, his follow-up to dan Ooh, it's done all done so expect that in a couple months i guess 2020 um i picked my album of the year we're gonna time travel back to 2010 back to 2012 when i mentioned the band fun uh-huh they broke up they all went their separate ways right the lead singer nate roos released a solo album in 2014 called The Grand Romantic that was a fun album without all the ideas <laughs> of the band Fun. Yeah. Andrew Dost, now, uh, he writes music for movies. Jack Antonoff, producer extraordinaire. Along with producing Lord's Melodrama, he also released his own little album under the name Bleachers. Mm-hmm. Follow-up to Strange Desires, he released Gone Now, and that is my album of the year. Nice. What are you, uh, what are you playing from that? My favorite track of that album is Everybody Lost Somebody. Great, let's listen to that now. Um, I think from Kendrick's album, Damn, I'm going to go with the U2 track, XXX. Featuring U2. Featuring U2. It's not a play. Great American flag is wrapped in drag with explosives. Compulsive disorder, sons and daughters, barricaded blacks and borders. Look what you taught us. Hey, I'd just like to point out how pissed off I am at you two still. Yeah, I know. They're, you know, they really fucked up. But I think, <laughs> I think, you know, I was expecting this feature to be a lot worse. Yeah. But the U2 feature on that track was pleasantly surprising. My favorite song, I think, is Love off that album. That's a really good song. There's a lot of good ones on there. Yeah. DNA, yeah, mm-hmm. Element, all good tracks. Absolutely. It's you know, I think uh it it's it's it would have been it's for me, I think it was nearly impossible to follow up to Pimp Butterfly. Oh yeah. Uh, sights were set so high, but I think, you know, it it wasn't obviously better than to Pimp Butterfly, but I think it was a good follow up. Yeah, it definitely wasn't a disappointment. No. So, yeah. I feel like it was also kind of Kendrick's first kind of foray into putting out more radio-friendly songs. With right. like, Damn, mm-hmm. not Damn. What am I thinking of? Humble. Humble. Yeah, that song was all over the radio that year. Yeah. I remember I, I went to uh, a club and they were talking about like what that song meant. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, shall we move on? 2018? Yeah, 2018. So this is where you're really going help, to help me out. Uh, well, I don't have very much written down. Okay, because I literally have one album. Oh, okay. I've got more than one. I have one album, and I didn't even think it was my favorite. 
uh, God's favorite customer, Father John Misty. Father John Misty. Disappointing Diamonds are the rarest of them all. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good album. But I was like, if I only have one album down, I don't know if it can be. I guess it has to be my favorite. But it wasn't like. Would you like some help? Yes. Okay, MGMT put out their follow-up to congrat or no to 2013's self-titled MGMT, which sucked. Yeah, they could literally only go up from there. Yeah, <laughs> Hippocampus followed up Landmark with Bambi. Okay, Kanye and Kid Cudi joined forces. Oh my God, why did I miss this? <laughs> okay, that takes it. <laughs> Kids see ghosts. Kanye also released gay a week before denzel curry released taboo jpeg mafia released veteran two kind of experimental rap albums hmm. my album of 2018 is vide noir by lord huron gosh dang it <laughs> uh so many that i forgot okay so it's between kids see ghosts and vide noir kids see ghosts is a wonderful album i it's think succinct it's like half an hour long seven yeah. tracks not a single one of them I don't like. I think Vide Noir, though, at that time, mm -hmm. more of an impact on my I life. agree. That's my album of the year. Okay, cool. What are we playing off that? Uh, what, what's your favorite track? I'd have to say... Let me double I was actually just listening to this album the other day. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I was had it on my record player not too long ago. But There are so many good tracks in this album. Oh, yeah. It's... We're talking Moonbeam, Balancer's Eye, Ancient Names, Lost in Time and Space... Wait by the river. When the night is over. I think the when the night is over is probably my favorite track. It's a slow burner. You yeah. like slow burners. I do. I I respect that. Mine's lost in time and space. Okay, also a good one. You want to yeah. play that one? Sure. Okay. The yours. opening track from Eden Noir, Lost in Time and Space. She went west to chase her dreams. She took my money, but she didn't take me. Why go wander unknown worlds? Stay right here. I don't know why I like opening tracks so much. I think if if there's an album I love and it has a really strong opening track, usually that's one of my favorite al songs on the album. Yeah. I think it just sets the tone, you know? Mm -hmm. Especially if it's an album that I'm like, ugh, I love this album, like Currents. Yeah. Or no, I think... If if you if you can nail a good intro track, it sets the tone for the rest of the album. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a, a lot of, in my opinion, there's a lot of pressure for a stellar intro track and a stellar closer track. Mm -hmm, definitely. Cool. Shall we move on? Wrap it up. Yeah. Last year. Last year. For the ones that I have written down, mm -hmm. I have Father of the Bride, a classic. Yeah. I called that, by the way. <laughs> I called it. He, Ezra was like, "Here's the album. It's called FOTB on Instagram or something." And I sent it to you, and I was like, "It's called Father of the Bride." Yeah. And I was right. Yeah. I knew it in my gut. In your gut. Also, you know he's a child with Ann Perkins? That's just wild to me. I think every time I bring up this, <laughs> it says that I say that. It's so. And honestly, I'm so proud of him. Yeah. Like. Ann Perkins. Ann Perkins. Yeah. Anyways. And Igor came out. Igor. I, comma, yeah. I. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Boney Vare. From Boney Vare. Mm -hmm. uh, Assume Form James from Blake. James Blake. Yeah. Great album. Uh, and Infest the Rat's Nest from our friends. You're forgetting another. They released two albums. Oh my god! <laughs> Fishing for Fishes was that year. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And Infest the Rat's Nest. Yeah. Okay. And then Let's Rock as well, which oh, I yeah, originally yeah, yeah, yeah. had. I originally had listed as my top album of that year. Mm -hmm. But I might, I might backpedal. What's your album of the year? I think I might go with Assume Form. Really? Just because of its impact on me that year. 
I guess so. Because I listen listen to the album a lot. I listened to it once through and I thought it's okay. Yeah, no, I listened to it a lot. And uh, yeah, I think think that's what I'll go with. Favorite song. Favorite song. I'm going to go with Into the Red. Favorite song. Why? It's kind of hard to explain. Let's listen to it now. That was a joke because we don't actually listen to the songs. <laughs> Would you like to know what my favorite album of the year was? Give it to me. Guess. See if you can guess. Uh, I'll give you a hint. Is it Infest Rassinus? It's not. What? It's not. Um, and it's not Fishing for Fishies. It's not. I have four, it's Igor. Um, it's Igor. Yeah. It's Igor. I loved Igor. I, I'm still listening to Igor. <laughs> it's a good one. I, I definitely didn't like listen to it right off of the bat when I know, it was first released. I had to convince released. you to listen to it, I feel like. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, for a variety of reasons, I, I mean, didn't listen yeah, to it when it first little, came out. There was a little bit of stuff going <laughs> yeah, on. But, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think at the time I just was not in the right headspace to enjoy that album. But yes, I, I definitely have given it the credit now. Oh, man. I, I don't think I stopped listening to that album. Uh, the opening track, Igor's theme, with it's basically an instrumental. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of stuff going on. But I think, for me, the, the standout track is uh, A Boy is a Gun. Mm-hmm. Kanye has a feature on that album. Mm-hmm. But uh, What's Good, some standout tracks. My favorite track, of course, and the track that I'm going to play for you now, the closing track, Are We Still Friends? Mm, here we go. I think my favorite part is like halfway through Tyler just gets really mad and goes, I don't want to end the season on a bad episode. (laughs) (laughs) And I just really love that part. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. So now we got to bring out our hot takes. Hot takes, big opinions. The song that defined the decade. So uh, mine's boring. I feel like it's kind of a gimme. Very easy. Is it uh, the less I know the better? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That was going to be mine too. Yeah. That was my initial gut reaction. Why? Why do you think that's the song that defined the decade? Well, first of all, it came out on Currents, which Mm -hmm. you and I both adore. Yeah, halfway through the decade. And, you know, I think we both, that album for both of us just really was a big part in Mm -hmm. both of our lives. Mm -hmm. But then I think also you have to add in the resurgence it's had in the last year Two. Two years. Um, well, earlier than that, probably probably 2017 is when it had its resurgence. Yeah. So, like, that track, I think, you're still hearing it in, you know, people doing mashups on YouTube. Yeah, it became a meme recently. Yeah, it's a Again. meme. And, you know, people <laughs> are doing stuff with it on TikTok, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Well, a Japanese yogurt company ripped it off, too, and he sued them. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. For me, that's my 
my track of the year just for impact and slapping baseline. It is an iconic baseline. <laughs> song of the decade is i think it's gonna be a wild pick okay would you like to guess can you give me a year yeah either 2015 or 2014 it came out in 2015 okay give me another hint the album features kevin parker but he is not on this particular song but the person who made the album is an incredibly close friend of kevin's and i would say influential on him and they've collaborated together since then Man, that could be and so prior many. prior to then. That could be so many people. And it, I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. I picked Uptown Funk. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll explain why. This kind of, I think there's a lead up to this. Uptown it's Funk. Mark Ronson, right? Mark Ronson. Okay. And Bruno Mars. Okay. Give me, give me the explanation. Okay. I think Mark Ronson was influential on Currents. Okay. I do not think we would have Currents in the form that we have now if it weren't for Mark Ronson. Okay. Secondly, Bruno Mars. Yeah. Bruno Mars was a big name. Right. But after that song came out, Bruno Mars was a gigantic name. Right. My mom knows who Bruno Mars is. My mom's listened to Uptown Funk. Yeah. And I would not describe my mom as someone who's in the know with a lot of music, right? Right. Like, I, I, I'm willing to bet my mom's never heard The Less I Know The Better. And if she has, she could not tell you what it's called. But my mom could probably sing Uptown Funk to you. Right. I think there's lead up to Uptown Funk as well. Mm-hmm. You talked about random access memories, the right. throwback scene. Exactly. I think if the throwback scene was dying, Uptown Funk brought it back and revived it. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruno Mars, I briefly touched on him. His next album, 24 Karat Magic. Right. Huge. Yeah. Kendrick sampled t- a song from 24 Karat Magic. I think actually 24 Karat Magic got sampled on Damn. Right. I think that if we didn't have Uptown Funk, the music we have today would be so incredibly different. Mm. And also, if you throw on Uptown Funk at a party, everyone's dancing. Yeah. Everyone. All right. Man. It's a it's a wild pick, I know, but I'm standing by it. You made a good case for it. Solid. Uptown Funk is my song of the decade. Great. And about- it's not a bad song. No. It's a really good song. I don't know very many people who say, oh, I hate Uptown Funk. No. I think I've met like one or two people. Well, should we wrap this up and then play Uptown Funk on the way out? Send us off to Uptown Funk, baby. All right. Welcome back to All This Noise. I've been Christian. I've been Brendan. And we hope to hear you, us, for you to hear us again soon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Just why?